fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eve. Plenty of trade talk, and today we take a look at the best and worst playoff schedules for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Welcome everybody, this is the Wednesday show, you know what the Wednesday show is, it's the best show of the week. Not because Dave's not here, but because we uh, we have a lot to talk about. And welcome Jamie and Heath, good morning, how are we doing? How was your waiver wiring? Uh, Dave is standing outside the podcast studio giving you the finger. <laughs> yep. He does that every th- every Wednesday, he does that in the podcast studio. And now he's mooning us. Oh no! Seems Sorry like if he's going to do all this, he has time to be on the podcast. <laughs> so, uh yeah. That was all made up, by the way. Just checking in on you guys. I don't really care, but, you know, the listeners care. How are you? Uh, wonderful. How are you? Great, 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 wonderful. Who's your favorite buy-low candidate? Let's get right down to business. Favorite buy-low. Uh, I wasn't prepared. I am always prepared, Adam, because I value your notes and the things you request from us. Kareem Hunt is my favorite buy-low candidate. Hasn't scored a touchdown in, like, two months People are down on him. Only got nine carries in his last game. Some worry that he's hit the rookie wall. I don't buy any of it. He's still averaging nearly 100 yards per game over the last six games. He's going to be fine. Okay. It was a little strange to see that he didn't do well against the Cowboys, but they actually uh, rank pretty high in fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. I'll check on that right now. They are eighth. So Kareem Hunt has a bye this week, and then, yeah, bring it on, Kareem Hunt. Give us a strong finish at the Giants, Buffalo, at the Jets, Oakland, Chargers, uh, Dolphins, and Broncos. It's a pretty good schedule afterwards, after the bye. Uh, Jamie? I got one. All right, good. What do you got? Ben Roethlisberger. Ooh, I like it. These guys are both on the faith meter which is supposed to be coming up later. Um, but that's good. I'm glad you have faith in these guys. Roethlisberger, yeah, discuss. Well, he hasn't been very good so far this year. Only three games with 20-plus fantasy points. No game over 21 points. But the schedule is so good coming up. Road game this week in Indianapolis, and I still like him. His last three games coming off of a bye, at least 20 fantasy points, two of them have been on the road in the last three years. So that's not necessarily something that I think you should fear. And last year he went into Indianapolis and played well. I think he could do it again. But he gets Indy, Tennessee, Green Bay, three games in a row. Those are three very good matchups. At Cincinnati, uh, I'm sure that'll be a little bit of a struggle. Baltimore at home could be a struggle. But he closes the season in the fantasy playoffs, New England and Houston, and at Houston. If you play in week 15 and 16 as your playoffs, uh, or at least your, your final two playoff matchups. So you'll be very happy to have that on your roster. Ben Roethlisberger is one of three quarterbacks that have multiple matchups against Bottom five fantasy pass defenses. In other words, like, uh, two of the five worst teams against quarterbacks. Ben Roth in the fantasy playoffs. He's got, as you mentioned, Jamie, New England and Houston. So he's one of three quarterbacks with one of the best playoff schedules for a quarterback. So Roethlisberger's a buy low. Kareem Hunt's a buy low. Heath, who's a sell high candidate? Marshawn Lynch. He finally had a really good game. Two touchdowns. He still only had 57 yards. See if you can get something for him. Marshawn Lynch. Jamie, you got anything? Jay Ajayi. Ooh, okay. Uh, he can't play him this week. Clearly, they're on a bye. And he looked great in that game last week against the Broncos. He had a great run. He's still going to be in timeshare. And that's still going to be frustrating. So if you can get something great in return... Do it. I have a buddy of mine that I help him with his fantasy team, and he's trying to trade Jay Ajayi and Keenan Allen for Antonio Brown. And hopefully the other, I don't know what the Antonio Brown owner needs, but if he needs a running back, maybe that's something that he can get done. Keenan Allen's been pretty interesting this year. He's the number 31 wide receiver in standard, number 21 in PPR, which isn't a huge surprise. Only one touchdown so far. This season for Keenan Allen. So he's somebody I was planning on talking about a little bit later. A lot of interesting stats today. You know, the one thing that, that just blew my mind, and I'll, I'll say it in one second. Um, but, uh, just to recap the guys that we mentioned, it was Kareem Hunt and Ben Roethlisberger as by lows, and it was Jay Ajayi and Marshawn Lynch as sell high candidates right now. But, you know, I was just trying to find some interesting things. How about this? 
the number one wide receiver in fantasy is DeAndre Hopkins. The number two wide receiver is Antonio Brown. Do you know who the number three wide receiver in standard scoring leagues is? He's number T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, he's number seven in PPR. It's T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. It's it's a statement about wide receivers right now. Well, and Tyreek Hill's top five, right? Tyreek Hill's actually tied for third in standard, and I think he's fourth in PPR. So these are guys that have had so that have so many bad games, and they're they're third. It's standard scoring, Hilton and Tyreek Hill. Uh, and as you can imagine, Hopkins and Brown are, are, you know, pulling ahead, or pulling away from the pack. Well, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One, the whole Julio Jones, no touchdown thing. Right. Two, um, a little bit of a disappointment from Mike Evans. Three, Hilton and Hill, neither one have had their bye yet, right? Uh, right. Hill, Hill this week. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's really surprising because of all the terrible games that T.Y. Hilton has had. But there's – you can understand it. Yeah. And and no Beckham, obviously. Hilton also has a bye next week, by the way. All right. Uh, I guess we have a little time to look at the most added list. Bears DST is number one. Chris Boswell and Kai Forbath and Matt Prater are two through four. So I guess it just wasn't one of those waiver wire weeks, you know? I, I had one league where uh, I put in eight claims, four kickers, four defenses. <laughs> that was all I that was all I needed. And you got them all, Jamie. So Well no, I got I got one of each, yeah. but I wanted to make sure I you know, put in multiple ones just in case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I've had a lot this will be shocking, a lot of Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz on my teams. Yeah. So I needed a lot of tight ends. I picked up Charles Clay in a few places, picked up some V D last night. Um just looking for tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good to know, Heath. You got to be careful with that. That VD, of course, would be Vernon Davis. Do we know if Charles Clay is playing? Because he's only like 35% owned. No. And so uh, I think there could be multiple moves coming off waivers just in case he's yeah he's out. So it's not a bad idea to pick him up and just see what happens. Um, I did just see a tweet that he is practicing today. Oh, that's a good sign. But he, I believe he practiced a little bit last week too. I know they had a short week. So maybe you know they weren't expecting him to play. Um, a couple of tight ends we did not talk about yesterday. I think we did mention Garrett Selleck with the idea of you know facing the Giants as one. Eric Ebron yep. is available in some of leagues against Cleveland. That's a good matchup. He's played better the last couple of weeks. Just hasn't had eye popping games, but no, he has. He's, I- he's played better than what we've seen over the last you know early portion of the season. So against Cleveland, you could bind to him. And then if you're absolutely stuck, Deion Sims is now going to start. Most mm-hmm. likely, I don't think it's going to be Adam Shaheen, but Deion Sims is going to probably see the the biggest benefit, at least in the short term, with Zach Miller out, and he gets a uh, a Packers team that's been sort of hit or miss against tight ends as well. Okay, yeah, I'm. You know, you talk about Ebron. I'm just loving Matthew Stafford right now. Oh my God, yeah. Right. I mean, they can't run the ball. He does have after just like Marvin Jones. He's got tough matchups coming up after this week against Cleveland. So I don't know what you want to do about that, but this week, um, is he top five for you, Stafford? You're close? Uh, top four. I like him better than Brady and Brees. Yeah, I mean, he's playing uh, I think really I have well. him second. And uh, three straight games with 312 or more yards. And uh, he's, having, he's having a really good year. He only has four picks this year. Three of them came in one game against the Saints. Cleveland, and then then it's interesting. At Chicago, they're eighth against quarterbacks. Minnesota's fourth. At Baltimore, they're second. Um, all right, we'll see what uh, we'll see what he can do. Here are some news and notes. Here's a guy we didn't talk about uh, in the waiver wire show yesterday. Perhaps we should have Peyton Barber. He could get more work for Tampa Bay. They benched Doug Martin last week. They've got the Jets this week. Do you think we should be picking up Peyton Barber? And I, he is not on the most added list, so at least we didn't miss that opportunity for our fantasy owners. But what do you think? I, I no, but uh, you know, I I think if you're like absolutely 100% stuck at uh, uh, at the position, you know, um, maybe like I mean, I picked him up in our 2014 league. That that's that's the extent of it that I would go. Uh, now, if you do have a deep bench and you want to, you know, see if this is a thing, you're not starting Peyton Barber this week. I I still would start Doug Martin uh, as at least a number two running back or flex. But if if you want to see, you know, take a take a stash approach to it. That's that's about the as far as I would go. My, my biggest issue is I don't think Peyton Barber is good, and I don't think their offensive lot is really going to be very good with Fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback. 
So you need somebody with Doug Martin's talent to make this running back position appealing. If Peyton Barber is going to be the starter, then I'm not going to want to start him anyway. Okay. Is it worth owning Barber if you're the Doug Martin owner? That's not the type of handcuff I think you want to. No. Again, deeper leagues, if you're the Martin owner, maybe, but. Okay. It's got, it's got to be really, really deep rosters. Like our IDP league, that type of thing. We've got Martavis. Oh, Deshaun Jackson was dropped in a league. What? Deshaun Jackson was dropped in our two quarterback league. What? Yeah. That, that league is so, like, I went to look for a tight end in that league this week and Kyle Rudolph and Delaney Walker were both on the waiver wire. That's it's a 10-team league. And it's a two quarterback league with most people trying to carry three. There's always three or four people I, on the waiver wire. I, I haven't probably speaks to how bad my team is, but I have four quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I just, I, I know the minute I drop one, someone's going to be picked up, but I made trade offers. Nobody will trade. No, no, nobody. Yeah. I, I am in, the, in that league. I am in a situation where I don't currently have a kicker because I can't find somebody that I feel okay dropping. Make me an offer. I got Brady, Carr, McCown, and Goff. I'm starting Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tom Savage this week, and I'm in first place. <laughs> wow. Weird. Uh, and it's so funny because I'm in second place in that league, and I have really good quarterbacks. I have Wentz, Wilson, and Marcus Mariota, and the rest of my team isn't that good. So there are different ways to uh, skin a cat, I guess they'd say. I would never well, do something I, like that. Well, I rode Deshaun Watson and Alex Smith to this point. Uh, all right. You might lose this week, buddy. You might lose. Uh, so Peyton Barber's gonna get more work, but we're not that interested, but Martavis Bryant is uh, gonna be part of the Pittsburgh offense this week. He's 49% owned. Our, and this guy's got some really good matchups. Three weeks in a row. Colts, Titans, Packers. And this is just a team with a good schedule for offense, uh, coming up, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are we interested in Martavis Bryant at 49% owned? Deeper league. I'm more interested in him than I am Peyton Barber. Yes. The biggest thing this did for me was it, it caused me to cool my jets just a little bit on Juju. Not not that I'm saying he's a bad start this week, but I was thinking he might be in the top 18 range, and I, I've dropped him down to borderline number two. Yeah, I, I don't think it really matters, to be honest, just because I don't think the targets are going to like all of a sudden go up or down for Smith-Schuster because Bryant's on the field. Because it's not like Bryant was getting a ton of targets anyway. And Sure. You know. It, there, there's a rapport right now with with Roethlisberger and Schuster. But Schuster. There, there is. He got ten targets in the last game, but he had three the two games before that. So there's a yeah, wide. Yeah, they range. were talking about getting him ramped up to begin with. I, I would, I would anticipate him still being seven, as as about the number. Um, so like, you know, you're shaving off thirty percent of his targets with Martavis Bryant back. All right. All right. Uh, Jimmy Graham did not practice, but we expect him to play this week, right? The Thursday game, which we'll preview later today. Yep. Yeah. CJ Procise practice in full. Eddie Lacy will miss this week's game. Thomas Rawls was on the most added list. Um, we will talk about him. Uh, Tony Dungy says that Colts owner Jim Ursay thinks Andrew Luck's injury is all in Andrew Luck's head. A lot of, well, lot no, of names wait, there. wait. I think that this, and Jim Ursay says a lot of things and takes a lot of crap for a lot of things he says, but you're adding a word that a lot of people are adding. All. He thinks that the injury is partially his, in his head. You know what's funny? I didn't that, even, I didn't write the word all in the notes. I just said I know, the word all. I know, but it's just something that people add to it. And if he was saying it was all in his head, then that would be pretty terrible. But it's very likely that part of it's in his head. All right, fine. It's really not a story anyway. Uh, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater will be activated, but Case Keenum will start this week. Chris Hogan did not practice. The Chargers activated linebacker Denzel Perryman, so that's a good guy for IDP. Jamie, did you pick him up or did you already own him? I picked him up. You picked up Denzel Perryman just before I could. And Green Bay right tackle Brian Bulaga tore his ACL. More bad news for the Packers offense. Do you expect the following players this week? DeMarco Murray? Sorry, I said it that way, like there were more yep. to come. DeMarco Murray? Yep. Uh, yes, as of now, but uh got to keep an eye on those practice reports. I think Derrick Henry's a better running back this week. Charles Clay, we don't know yet. And Jordan Reed? No. No. And Indochino? Always. Always, Indochino, gentlemen. Dress well. It's important. And now it's affordable. If you want a suit that usually goes for about 800 bucks. You can get it for 329 bucks. You need Indochino.com. I keep seeing this price get knocked down. It's only 329 bucks as part of Indochino's massive Black Friday sale. So that's something to keep an eye on. Indochino.com. Go there. Design your suit. 
Submit your measurements and use our code FFT at checkout. If you use FFT on Indochino.com, you're going to get a suit for $329 with free shipping on that Black Friday special. Look, you hear me rave about Indochino suits all the time, and I mean what I say. I really do love the suit. It's just so much nicer than all my other suits, and it, it fits me better. It just looks better. I feel better. And I, it's something that I get excited to wear. I want all of you to have that feeling. Get excited to wear something. And Indochino is now the largest made-to-measure menswear company. It's been featured in GQ and Forbes and Fast Company. Visit a showroom. there. They do have some of those in North America. Or go to Indochino.com, design your suit, customize every detail, and use our code FFT at checkout. Here's the offer one more time. Any Indochino made-to-measure suit. For $329 during Indochino's massive Black Friday sale when you enter FFT at checkout. That's Indochino.com or at any Indochino showroom. Up to 60% off for a made-to-measure premium suit. The code is FFT on Indochino.com. All right, this segment, it's I think it's helpful. Maybe it gives us four or five players. I mean, I did a lot of work, and and I do this every year. And a lot of the information we can just say, yeah, you know, whatever. It's probably not that relevant. But there are going to be some gems here. So let's try to find them. These are the best playoff matchups. And in addition to looking at the best playoff matchups, if you guys could get a schedule grid out in front of you, we could look at the rest of the season. And uh, take a look at, at which players you might want to target and trade or might want to trade away based on what they're going to be facing in weeks 14, 15, and 16. I am not including week 17 in this analysis. I do apologize to those of you playing in week 17. Are you ready, guys, for some playoff analysis? Ah! Yeah. All right, cool. So here are your quarterbacks with the best playoff matchups. In order to qualify, they have to have two or or three matchups against either top five matchups or, you know, five of, like, the worst teams against quarterbacks or or top ten. So here are the teams with multiple matchups against teams in the top five in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. The Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. Hmm. All right, Jaguars. Well, not Blake Bortles, Jay Cutler, and Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, well, Roethlisberger, Jamie already talked about as a bylaw. Right. But Cutler still has New England twice, Kansas City in Week 16, and he has Tampa Bay in Week 11, and the other matchups aren't very easy. Except maybe Buffalo. Buffalo, I'm kind of on the fence about. I mean, what is it, like three or four weeks in a row allowing 300 yards passing? I don't know if McCown did it last week. No, he didn't because he only threw like 24 passes, but he had a good game. All right, so whatever. Roethlisberger's the gem there. The other teams with good playoff matchups, the Cowboys for quarterbacks here. So Prescott, Rivers, Wentz, and Mariota. Prescott, Rivers, Wentz, and Mariota. And Rivers in weeks uh, 15 and 16 gets the Chiefs and the Jets on the road. That's awesome. Mariota has Arizona in week 14 and San Francisco in week 15, then the Rams. But he also has the Colts and the and the Texans uh, in weeks 12 and 13. So I think Mariota is really interesting. If you can yeah. get past the next couple of weeks, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, you've got four awesome matchups in a row. Indianapolis, at Indy, Houston, at Arizona, at San Francisco. How about that, guys, for Mariota? It's great. Much more interested than that. Yeah. I, uh, he's been awful from a fantasy perspective, but I'm expecting a big finish. I don't think the Ravens have allowed a 20 point game other than in London to a quarterback, but they really have. No, they're great in America. They are great in America. They haven't faced tough competition. That's a pretty interesting matchup this week. And then I, I assume Philip Rivers is going to get dropped a lot this week in anticipation of the Jacksonville game. He's going to get dropped a lot next week because of how bad he is against Jacksonville. And I, I, I like him a lot down the stretch. I'll of tell you what I just did. I just picked him up as we were uh, doing the show. Um, I lost Watson. He was going to be my only quarterback rest of the way. Mm-hmm. So in anticipation of this week, I picked up Eli Manning. And then I used oh, – I'm sorry. I used uh, Jacoby Brissett last week as my starter. With Manning as as a backup option, I just dropped Brissett for Rivers. So if you do, if you are looking for guys who could be available to you, Eli in the short term gets 49ers, Chiefs back to back weeks, favorable matchups. Rivers comes off this two game stretch, as Heath alluded to, gets uh, Dallas, Cleveland, Washington, Kansas City, the Jets to close the season. That's amazing. Yep. I mean, that is 
that is great. At, at Dallas, Cleveland, Washington, at Kansas City, at the Jets in his last five games. But also, I mean, I'm going to look at week 11 because this week Rivers at Jacksonville is a, is a must sit. But I don't know how good of a, how good of a pass defense Buffalo has. I think we've seen some real cracks in their last three or four games. I don't know that Rivers is an automatic sit that week. And and, and it's in Los Angeles too, which is a, mm-hmm. a benefit, and you know. Buffalo is probably one of the few teams where the Chargers might actually have more fans there. <laughs> exactly. It might actually be the home game for the first time this year. So major takeaways from the best quarterback matchups rest of season are, are Roethlisberger, Mariota, maybe after the next two games, and Phillip Rivers. All right, cool. I like it. Worst quarterback matchups. This is actually good news. The, the two teams with the worst quarterback matchups in the playoffs are Houston and Indianapolis. So you're not relying on either either situation there on your fantasy teams. Other teams with bad quarterback matchups in the playoffs uh, or their co- other quarterbacks with bad matchups would be Dalton, Cleveland, whatever, Green Bay, whatever, and then these two guys who probably doesn't matter, Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm not sure there's a major takeaway here, which is fine. But but actually, like, let's look at Russell Wilson because he is playing um, Philadelphia in Week 13, just before the fantasy playoffs, at Jacksonville in Week 14, the Rams, who are a top 10 defense against quarterbacks in Week 15, and at Dallas. Again, the last four games for Wilson are Philadelphia, at Jacksonville, the Rams, and at Dallas. Does that worry you at all? Not really. It, it's not something I would say worry, but it's it's a downgrade. You know, I mean, if you're uh, if you're looking at it right now, and you could, I, I would I would probably try and if I have an open roster spot to carry a second quarterback, just in case you get to, you know that that let's just say he struggles in the Philly game. That's week thirteen, right? Yes. So if he struggles in that game, then you know he has to play Jacksonville. Jacksonville's been doing what they've been doing all season to that point. And you have who's who's a better guy that particular week? Well, that's the thing I was looking at. Mariota, Rivers. Are, are you going to start Ben um, against Baltimore over Wilson against Jacksonville? No, but it could be it could be Rivers. It could be um, Mariota's got Arizona. They did, they have a ton of fantasy points. The quarterbacks. The way that Russell Wilson has played so far this season, sure. and I I could be alone here, and people will make their own decisions once the playoffs get here. I'm probably riding him. Against Jackson, well, I would say that's, that's that's most likely the case. But if you do have a situation where there is somebody that's available to you, that is, play, let's just and, and I know he's not. No, wait, am I the wrong? Oh yeah, uh, people are dropping Derek Carr. Yep. Oh no, the weather's probably. Yeah, that's gonna be that's at Kansas City. Yeah. That's gonna be no, a cold it's one. Too cold. <laughs> I, I was just looking at who's play, who plays Kansas City that week. Um, no, I know what you're yeah, saying. That, that's um, Ty, Tyrod Taylor against the Colts or Russell Wilson at Jacksonville in Week 14. That could be an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, look, as great as Russell Wilson's been this last stretch, Tyrod Taylor's been very good, not to the same level, but, you know, last week they were basically step by step by step. All right, so I'm going to say no major takeaways from the worst quarterback matchups. Let's go to the— I think think just the one thing to keep in mind, we've seen on both sides of the equation, offenses have fallen apart. Most of it has been done to quarterback injuries. Um, So if you are planning ahead now, just, you know, don't give up something huge— to make one of these moves unless it's somebody that can help you in the, in the short term. And the other part of it is think about where we were with Houston's defense, you know, uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know if there's anybody else that's fallen apart as much as them. So you could, you know, Jacksonville, by the time they get to that matchup with Russell Wilson, oh, yeah. both corners could be hurt for all we know. Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, let's, let's move on to the running backs. The best running back matchups, the two teams that have the best running back matchups in the playoffs in weeks 14 through 16 are Carolina – and Tennessee. You're going to see Tennessee just with a favorable schedule. Although Tennessee does have Arizona in week 14. Weeks 15 and 16 look a lot better. Depending on how you feel about the Rams. So the Rams are a tricky one. Right now they give up like the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. I think we all think they're better than that, but they weren't that good against the Giants last week. So maybe they are a good matchup. The, the thing about it is just go back to last year and maybe the last couple years. Wade Phillips' defenses are great, but they have been suspect against the run. Yeah. And so that that's kind of what he he's you know is a bend but don't break defense. All right, so Carolina and Tennessee, and the the schedule is so good for Mariota. It's not as good for the running backs, I'd say, but it's not bad. The other teams with good playoff matchups are Buffalo, Cleveland, Dallas, New Orleans, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. 
Buffalo, Cleveland, Dallas, New Orleans, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. That is a weird group. I hope Le'Veon Bell's good by that time. <laughs> like you've got you got Zeke, Shady, and Le'Veon Bell. Mark Ingram. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of McCoy's schedule. Like the the Saints this week could be the toughest matchup for him at the Chargers, at the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Colts, the Dolphins, and at New England. Like he, he and he hasn't been good this year. He's averaging like 3.6 yards per carry. He's three games with 25 or fewer uh, rushing yards. It's setting up well for McCoy. I don't know if he's a buy low because I think people still think he's great. But would you buy low on him if you could, McCoy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think I'm trying to think of a like somebody you could legitimately trade Hopkins for McCoy. I would trade Hopkins for McCoy. You maybe even maybe even be able to like combine Marvin Jones with a lesser running back and get McCoy. Lesser? How how lesser? Like, would you trade Kamara and Marvin Jones to get McCoy? I'd trade Marvin Jones and Marshawn to get McCoy. And that's probably too low. That's probably all a borderline Azer offer. But uh aim just a little higher. I don't really want to give up Kamara. Yeah, the, the Kamara no, I agree. I'm just saying. Like that, yeah. that's, but that's probably the type of thing you have to do to get it done. Can I can I try to do uh Marvin Jones and Adrian Peterson for LeSean McCoy? Probably could 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 sway somebody to do that. Okay, that's interesting. Um Philadelphia, I think, is also interesting because they are the only team with three matchups against uh ten of the uh, three matchups of against. Bottom ten teams uh, against running backs, and they have the Rams, the Giants, and the Raiders. But before that, it's kind of tough. They have Chicago and Seattle. And who, who's the guy by that point? Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're the only team with three running backs that might score score a touchdown each game, too. All right. So major takeaway here, I would say, is McCoy. I guess we take a look at New Orleans real quick here. They've got the Falcons, the Jets, and the Falcons again. Uh, the Falcons are the team that. And what are the Falcons really bad at? Pass catching running backs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, you know that McCoy or that Kamara only has six more catches this year than Mark Ingram. They're both oh, right. very good yeah. in the passing. They're game. both great. He's yeah. just been much more explosive with the much catches more. recently. Yeah, he's got I don't know, maybe like a hundred and fifty. I think it was mostly yards. early in the season when we felt like Ingram wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Uh all right, worst that running catch game that, that really Yeah, against the Dolphins. Support. Yeah. Uh worst running back matchups in the playoffs. The Packers. The Packers have the worst in the playoffs. Um, well, I mean, after the way they look Monday night, I don't know how anybody's going to slow them down. <laughs> they have Cleveland – at Cleveland, at Carolina, and Minnesota. That's that's brutal, actually. And they still have the Bears, the Ravens, and the Steelers coming up. And Tampa Bay – actually, the Packers have a terrible running back schedule. That's pretty interesting. That's going to – like, that makes Aaron Jones – if he has one more bad game, that's going to – people are, should consider dropping him, I think. If, uh, it's probably going to happen, and and you're going to see a lot of Packers probably get dropped in the next uh, couple weeks. We we had an email, and I, I was laughing out loud about it and telling Jamie we had an email about somebody that didn't want to drop Harrison Butk or Butker, and asked if he could drop Jordy instead. <laughs> you said no, right? I didn't respond to it. I just <laughs> laughed at it. Okay, what would you do? You drop you drop Butker, right? Yeah, I I would probably drop Butker. Let's not forget Jordy went against Darius Slay. Maybe, maybe one. And we had a play where he was wide open, 40 yards downfield. That's and right. Humbly just ran into the back of his offensive line instead. <laughs> All right. So the other teams with bad playoff matchups for running backs, Arizona, Jacksonville, the Rams, the Giants, the Raiders, and the Niners. Some pretty good names there. Uh, Peterson, Fournette, Gurley, the Giants, uh, Lynch, and Hyde. Get something, anything for Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch. That's my yeah. favorite. Although I do think Adrian Peterson has one more good game left. I don't expect him to be good with three days rest after 37 carries. But then he gets 10 days off before he faces the Texans. So yeah. If you wanted to wait two more weeks, if your trade deadline would allow that, and then trade him after the Houston game, that'd be fine. Okay. That'd this game's so cur- I'm so curious about how he's going to do this one. Yeah. This game? Thursday how, night. How about this? Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But four years in a row— the Seahawks, they've played a mid, they've played more than, uh, four Thursday night games because I think they opened a season on a Thursday night, but getting rid of that, their mid-season Thursday night games, the Seahawks have not allowed more than 40 rushing yards to a running back four years in a row. It's, it's tough to do against a physical team. But you they're know. also still giving up almost five yards per carry, right? This uh, year? You know what? It is so concentrated <laughs> in weeks like two and three against the Niners and the right. Titans. 
They've been pretty damn good. No running back is more than 54 yards against the Seahawks this year outside of those two games. Those but games if we go by count. fantasy points allowed, Rob Kelly just had a 12-point game again. Yes, because they've given up now four touchdowns to running backs in their last two games. Uh, three rushing and one receiving. We're already previewing that game. We'll get to it. All right, so Aaron Jones could be droppable. Trade Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch now while you can. Best wide receiver matchups. I think Kelvin Benjamin is probably the, the best of the bunch going forward. Uh, in the playoffs, Kelvin Benjamin has the Colts, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. <laughs> Woo! But before that, he has the Chiefs and the Patriots. Um, the next two weeks might be a little tough. I don't know, New Orleans and at the Chargers, but the last five games for Kelvin Benjamin could be really good. At Kansas City, New England twice, the Dolphins, the Colts. So he stands out. And the Dolphins wide receivers also have good matchups in the postseason with New England at Buffalo and at Kansas City. Unfortunately, they have Denver in week 13, but they have New England twice. I mean, the Dolphins wide receivers and the Bills wide receivers, guys, you just look at the rest of season schedule. It's mostly really good. So that that's nice. Um, okay, that's all I have to say about that. Other wide receivers with good matchups. You got Carolina, Denver, the Chargers, the Giants, and the Steelers. Carolina, Denver, the Chargers, the Giants, and the Steelers. These are playoff matchups that are good. Any reactions? Uh, Yeah, those hopefully leads to good fantasy production. Yeah. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard, okay. Yeah, he could have had a huge game last week. People may, might not know that. Um, and he's still, he still had 70 yards receiving, got the targets we expected, and he gets the 49ers this week. This is your last chance to buy him. So I have a, uh, a bad Sterling Shepard story. Um, and this, this happens to me probably once every couple of years. Uh, I made a trade offer two weeks ago to a team that is in desperate need of wide receiver help. Uh huh. And I needed running back help, so I offered Sterling Shepard before he's playing for Marlon Mack. Forgot that I made the trade offer. Mm-hmm. It was accepted yesterday. That's nice. That's now it's a team where I have uh, AJ Green, Brandon Cooks. Um, uh, that's a bummer. Okay. Hopkins. Huh? Yeah, it'll be fine then. I'm not worried about it. Like yeah, right. I would have made probably more of an issue about it if it was like a team that needed Sterling Shepard. There's there's a certain etiquette here to where if a trade offer has been sitting there for two weeks, you're supposed to say, "Hey, do you still want to yes. do this right?" Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Yes, but it's uh, you know, anyway, um, if you do make trade offers, make sure you check to see if they're still outstanding. Let's uh let's try to finish up here. Um, worst wide receiver matchups, kind of interesting. We got Houston, Indianapolis, and Seattle. Houston, Indianapolis, and Seattle all face two defenses that are among the five best against wide receivers. It scares me a little bit because for Houston, I mean, you've got look Hopkins, right? You've got the Rams this week. They've been good against number ones. You've got Patrick Peterson next week. You've got Baltimore in week 12. Tennessee in week 13 should be great. And San Francisco in week 14 should be great. But at Jacksonville in week 15, he scored against them in week one. That's encouraging. And Pittsburgh in week 16. I know what Hopkins just did, but I still want to call him a buy, a sell high. He's absolutely sell high. But in week 15, you know, the Jaguars will be resting for the playoffs because they would have locked up the <laughs> Already, South. huh? Three weeks huh? before the season ends, Jaguars. That's right. Nah, I mean, this actually, I think that's really interesting, uh, for, for DeAndre Hopkins. And oh my gosh, T.Y. Hilton, I mean, we have talked about this. He has one good matchup remaining against Tennessee. Maybe Buffalo too. Can you, can you feel comfortable starting him this week? Against the Steelers? No, yeah. I never feel comfortable starting him. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable starting him. I, there's not 24 receivers I feel comfortable starting probably. So, I may have to. I'm gonna start him. I have no choice. I, I mean, there, there's it. It's it's almost become laughably obvious when he's gonna play well and when he's not. Yeah. So I, I think Hopkins and Hilton are guys I'd be looking to move right now. Oh yeah, if you can get anything for T.Y. Hilton, you should do it. I agree. What about Hopkins? I would want more. I would no. I I think you need to get a lot. You need to get like a first round caliber player. I still would trade Hopkins for Kareem Hunt, even with the which I did two weeks ago before the Watson injury. But I I would do that even with Hunt on a bye this week. Agreed. All right. Uh, other. Well, maybe we should make a trade. I have Hunt and you have Hopkins. Let's do it. Let's take a look. All right. Uh, Cleveland, Detroit, and New England also have bad wide receiver matchups. And Marvin Jones is really interesting because he is playing so well that I almost feel like it's a girly situation where it's like, I kind of regret even mentioning so high on Todd Gurley, who by the way still has terrible matchups coming up, but he's the number one running back at fantasy. 
Yeah, but when you say recommend selling high on Todd Gurley, people are going to get all out of whack. We said you had to get something amazing in return for him, so it's not like we were just saying get rid of him to get rid of him. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. But but Jones, I wonder if he's just breaking out right now because he looks he looks like a stud receiver. He's had double-digit targets three weeks in a row. He has really tough matchups going forward, but – I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to miss the boat here on Marvin Jones. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'd I'd sell high on him if I could. You would. All right. What would you yes. want to get for him? The problem is you're not going to get anything great in return. Uh, here's here's bold. something. Tell me if this is bold. I'd rather have Marvin Jones and T. Y. Hilton rest of season. I agree with that. I agree with it too. <laughs> I would rather. Ha- you know what? I think you can get somebody to trade you Sterling Shepard and something else for Marvin Jones, and I would do that. Okay. Or Sterling Shepard and an upgrade at a different position. Would you do it for Sterling Shepard and Doug Martin? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. If, I think Martin at this point is, is more of just a, a swing and you hope it hits, but it's worth that for me. Yes. The only thing that concerns me about Shepard is if they do decide to start benching Manning. Well, yeah, that that's true. So I'm going to skip, uh, tight ends. And this has taken a while, but it's been good information. So I'm going to skip tight ends, and we'll save that for tomorrow's show. It's it's less impactful than the other positions anyway. But major takeaways, maybe Ben Roethlisberger, Mariota, and Rivers are good by-low candidates at, at quarterback. LeSean McCoy could be in for a really nice finish. Um, you know what? While we're at it, how about how about Isaiah Crowell? He's got good playoff matchups um, and, I don't know, a little bit of momentum. Do you guys care? Oh, all hopefully, about that? I mean, it, this isn't going to be an easy game for him this week. Yeah, Crowell's got Detroit. You know, uh, and and the one thing where we saw him play great in London when Duke Johnson was doing the concussion. You might want to get whatever you can for Aaron Jones, Adrian Peterson, and Marshawn Lynch right now because there are tough times ahead potentially based on the schedule. Um, you're not getting anything for Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's the problem. You're not getting anything for him. Wide receivers, Buffalo and Miami have great matchups coming up. And Houston, Indianapolis, and Seattle have bad matchups coming up, uh, and especially in the playoffs, and we'll do tight ends tomorrow. So let's take a look at the Thursday night game, and we will – I think that the major focus is going to be on Adrian Peterson. Just, you know, for Seattle, it's probably somewhat obvious who to start and whatnot. But for Peterson, here's your stat of the game, and I already gave it out. No running back has rushed for more than 40 yards in any of Seattle's last four Thursday night games, excluding a week one Thursday night. So Peterson coming off 30-plus carries last week. Start or sit Adrian Peterson against the Seahawks? I'd sit him if you can. Yeah, I think I still have him inside my top 20, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I I, I want to start him. Yeah, he's outside my top 20. Um, I would start McKinnon, Lamar Miller, McCaffrey. I'd start Rawls over I'm not quite there yet. I, he might like okay. So I think if they're in the game, Peterson's just going to get so many carries that he could be good. But you look at the three games he's played with Arizona, he had two games with high volume carries, more than 25, and then one game with like 11, and he had a terrible game, and they got crushed that game by the Rams. I think it was 33 nothing. Right. So like they're probably going to get crushed, right? I mean, just all the work that he had, tough matchup. Short week. It just doesn't set up for him to play well. He's going to need a, a, a touchdown. Yes. And, and they have like been he, giving If he had touchdowns. 15 to 18 carries last week, I'd be more comfortable with it. They're probably – I mean, they have been giving up touchdowns. They have six rushing touchdowns allowed the Seahawks this year. They've given up, like I said, four touchdowns to running backs in their last two games, one of them receiving to Lamar Miller. The other the other three were rushing. Would you start Doug Martin or Adrian Peterson? i start Martin. Uh, Peterson. Would you start Robbie Anderson or Adrian Peterson? Anderson. Would you start Sammy Watkins or Peterson? Watkins. Peterson. All right. So bottom line, Jamie's lower on Peterson than Heath is. Sounds like it, yes. And I think he's much higher on Watkins than I am too. If we just focus on the Seahawks for now, Russell Wilson's a must start. He's top three. Seattle running backs. Is, uh, is Rawls the only one that Fantasy owners are even allowed to be interested in this week. Well, you're allowed to be interested in whoever you want. I would like to see <laughs> ProSize on my bench if I could. Okay. All right. 
Arizona only allows 3.5 yards to car- per carry to running backs, but a running back has scored double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues in three straight games against the Cardinals. That's Doug Martin, 14 points. Todd Gurley, 20. Carlos Hyde, 12. Obviously, Hyde did a lot of it in the passing game. In fact, they've been pretty bad the last three weeks uh, against running backs in the passing game. That's not Thomas Rawls' thing. No, but they did give him two catches last week. All right. So, so Heath, you're going Peterson over Rawls, right, and Jamie Rawls over Peterson. Yep. I'll take the, the better matchup and the higher upside. What about a Jets running back or Thomas Rawls? Both. Jets. Jets running back. Both Jets over Rawls. And Peterson. All right, what about Devontae Freeman or Thomas Rawls? Freeman, easily. Uh, yeah, Freeman over both guys in this game. What about a Rams wide receiver or Thomas Rawls? Uh, yeah, I'll take Woods and uh, Watkins. I'll definitely take Woods over Rawls. Watkins and Rawls are right in that same range for me. Not Cup? I, no. He's, he's – I mean, it's, it's easy to say that they're that – Cup is touchdown dependent because really they're all touchdown dependent. Right. But the matchup is so good against the Texans that I I could see I, I feel like with Woods we're chasing points because he's kind of been five for forty. He's no, I, um, I think he's been pretty good PPR. But yeah, I think you're been, also chasing targets because even before this big breakout, he was the, the guy that was leading the team in targets. But it's eight, <laughs> right? Seven, eight. You know? he, oh yeah, but a, that's like Sammy Watkins got two last week, right? But he I was a good PPR guy. The, the, the only reason I like both guys this week is because Houston's so bad. Right. Any concerns about Doug Baldwin, or will he avoid Patrick Peterson? He typically avoids Patrick Peterson. Yep. I really don't want to trust either Richardson or Lockett. Last week was a good wake-up call about what those guys can do when they have a little bit of a tough situation. One guy will avoid Peterson. One guy's going to be good. Potentially. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. Or, it's, or it'll be Graham and Baldwin. Yep. You know, Graham is a must-start. He's a top-four tight end. Uh, Baldwin's a top eight wide receiver. Are, are, are there any wide receivers other than Baldwin in this game for either team that you want to start? No. I mean, look, Fitz, Fitzgerald was okay last week. He just wasn't great. Um, you know, led team targets you would expect, five for 70. They're going to probably be throwing a lot more in this game just based on what the game script should be. So he's number three receiver. I mean, if, if, if you're starting three receivers in your league, I'm probably starting Fitzgerald and Richardson and maybe Lockett too. Wow. Uh, well, who's your favorite in that group, Heath? Uh, definitely Fitzgerald and PPR. In a standard league, I'll go with Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald or Marquise Lee? Fitz. I'll take Lee. Fitzgerald or Robert Woods? Woods. Woods. Fitzgerald or Adrian Peterson? Uh, Peterson. Fitzgerald and PPR. Fitzgerald and both. All right. Seattle's DST is a must-start DST. Should be a pretty crappy Thursday game. That concludes our Thursday night preview. I have a lot of segments here. There's no way we're getting to all of them. So let's do fill in the blank from our listeners. Fill in the blank from Brian. Blank will be the number one running back rest of season for the Saints. Ingram. Ingram. Even in PPR. Yep. All right. From Taylor, blank has the best wide receiver schedule rest of season. I'll take this one, guys. I think it's Kelvin Benjamin. I hope that means something. I hope he can get on the same page with Tyrod Taylor, but I love his schedule. Um, it might start in three weeks, but, man, the last five games, woo That's week through week 16. Or maybe that's the week 17. I'm sorry. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's got a great schedule. Good for him. And – the Dolphins guys, as we talked about. This is from Michael. Better Oakland wide receiver rest of season is Cooper or Crabtree? Crabtree. Uh, yeah. And then we'll get to, um, June and July and everybody will rank Cooper first. I'd say Crabtree will be better in like 80% of the games, but Cooper might have one game that makes him better for the season. Yeah. Cooper will be, uh, have a T.Y. Hilton game. Does this matter to you? Let me do some quick math. Targets over the last three weeks. 38 for Cooper, 21 for Crabtree. Where are those targets? Uh, I mean, like where on the field? Yeah. I don't know, but that's, I mean, it's, what did I say? 38 to 21, 17 more targets in three games? That ain't nothing. Uh, true. 
Did, did Crabtree miss one of those games, though? No. He hasn't missed the game yet. He did. He did? He, he did miss a game. Wasn't one of those. Okay. It was the Chiefs. I'll double check. No, I think you're right. It was uh, Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins. And Crabtree played all three of those. Okay. Uh, how about from Michael? Best tight end stash rest of season, Olsen, Clay, or Henry? Olsen. Olsen. All right. Clay, though, has a really good schedule. Everybody should know. Henry has an even better schedule. Um, from Aaron. I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take you guys up on this. Cause I think Henry's a better stash because you're getting two more games. But, yeah. I mean, is he going to play all those games or is Hunter Henry? two of them going to be Antonio Gates games? There have been no Antonio Gates games. He hasn't done anything. In terms year. of snaps and pass routes, there have been. But in terms of catches? He had two last week. Yeah, he had a bad game last week. Well, no, they they both had bad games last week. Yeah, well, uh, right, two weeks ago against the Patriots, they had a bye last week. Um, I do have to pause, guys, and uh, and tell you about Simply Safe. Okay, it's been way too long. Uh, you need to know about Simply Safe. Home security, it's very, very important. By the way, Simply Safe is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I Safe.com. So go to simplysafe.com slash FFT. S-I-M-P-L-I Safe.com slash FFT. Uh, you know, we all know it that you got to have good home security package, and it can be very expensive. But Simply Safe makes it really inexpensive and and helpful for you to have twenty four seven professional monitoring at fourteen ninety nine a month. Fourteen ninety nine a month. I don't even want to tell you what I pay for home security. Uh, it's crazy, and I'm locked into a contract. But with Simply Safe, there's no long term contract, no installation cost, no hidden fees. That's incredible. Plus fourteen ninety nine a month for twenty four seven professional monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash FFT. Get this special offer. The deal ends soon. Simplysafe.com slash FFT for one hundred dollars off. A hundred dollars off plus that already amazing deal. I cannot expect to you how good of a bargain this is for an important, important thing. Simplysafe.com slash FFT a hundred dollars. $100 off, excuse me, S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash F-F-T. Uh, this is from Mike, uh, from Aaron. Julio Jones will be the number blank wide receiver rest of season. Six. Two. Six, two. I think, uh, he's number 15 in standard, number 13 in PPR. He's got seven red zone targets this year. It's not bad. He's got five targets inside the 10 yard line. Also pretty good. Um, but he's, Behind, he, so Mohamed Sanu, Austin Hooper, and Julio Jones all have either seven or eight red zone targets. But it's really not bad, uh, the, the amount of work he's gotten there, and only one touchdown so far. So come on, Julio. Break out of it. You know, last week, that was the first time since 2012 he actually dropped a pass in the end zone. Really? Yes. Wow. He's got two of his last three games with, with like 98 or more yards, or 99 he, he may or more. Have been, he may have been number six if he catches the pass. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Luke, I can't stand it when Adam... Blank. Wow. I mean, you're going to be really evil. You'd say breathe. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that is pretty bad. You you can't stand it when I talk about movies, I think. I can't stand it when you sing. Yeah, I was really? listening too. Oh, you like it when I sing. No. No, movies is a good one. When when you, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This it's is terrible. from Jeff. Blank will be the best Colts running back rest of season. Marlon Mack. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that with, with hope. With hope, there's no evidence. It's oh, it's it's all hope. Yeah, it's he's all getting hope. more snaps. Ten touches. Ten touches. <laughs> Ten touches. <laughs> all right, this is from Nick. Corey Davis, fifty-seven percent owned, will be a blank wide receiver. Top twenty-five. Hope. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Again, I agree. Not much evidence because I, I really think I really think Rashard Matthews might be the guy to own there. Uh, I would not be surprised if he is, but there's so much more of a higher ceiling for. Davis completely agree with that. But if you had to own only one right now, who would it be? Depends what I need. Do I need to start him this week? Yes. Then Matthews. Matthews. You just want to stash, you go with Davis? Yep. Okay. Um, alright, uh, let's finish the show. Hmm. So much stuff in here, not gonna get to it. Let's finish the show with some fantasy observations. Or would you rather do the faith meter You tell me. Do observations. All right, we'll do the observations. So the name of this segment, if I could find it, is it's week 10, and wouldn't you know? So I'm going to start every sentence with that annoying phrase, and then we'll talk about something. It's week 10, 
And wouldn't you know, each of the top five quarterbacks and six of the top seven quarterbacks in fantasy have rushed for 173 or more yards this season. The, the drop back passer is like the dodo bird this year. They all, and the thing is, they're not really doing it with their rushing totals. They happen to be the, the highest scoring, like they happen to be throwing the most touchdown passes too, but mobility is huge this year. Whether it's Watson who's still there or Carson Wentz, Alex Smith, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, I believe is number seven. And then the one guy in the top seven who's not running is Tom Brady. But what do you guys make of that? Uh, offensive line play is pretty terrible in the NFL right now. And so you kind of have to be mobile. So I don't think this is a, you said that they're like the Dodo, Dodo bird this year. I don't think this is a one year thing. Yeah. No, I mean, Breeze isn't up there right now. And Rodgers obviously isn't. So I don't know that's going to be this heavy, but it's so Well, Rodgers would, would have that many rushing yards anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. He's been he a rushing quarterback. He might. No, he's mobile. Um, it's week 10, and wouldn't you know, Todd Gurley is the number one running back in fantasy. How about that? He gets better quarterback play, better coach, better offensive line. Yep. A lot of things working worked out well for him this year. His next two in, matchups. In his next two matchups are against the two best teams against running backs. Houston and Minnesota. Does that matter? I don't think Houston's that good anymore. Okay. Uh, it's week 10, guys, and wouldn't you know, the number six and number seven running backs in standard scoring leagues are on two of the seven worst offenses in the NFL. And I usually don't like running backs on bad offenses, but Carlos Hyde and Jordan Howard, they're sixth and seventh in standard. Howard is like 12th or so in PPR. Hyde, I think, is a little higher than sixth. Uh, it hasn't mattered for them. They've been able to do it on on bad offenses. Kind of like last year, too. Yep. I guess they're just good players. Yeah. They are a rare animal. Howard amazes me. They're, I mean, that offense is terrible, and he always does it. All right. He's going to be a monster this week. It's week 10, and wouldn't you know, LaShawn McCoy has the lowest yards per carry among the top 14 running backs at 3.7 yards per carry. And people, I don't want to hear that yards per carry doesn't matter. I don't want to hear that's not an important stat. Look at the fantasy leaders and tell me it doesn't matter. It freaking matters. I think that what people would say is last year, LaShawn McCoy led all the running backs in the top 15 in yards per carry, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's not really telling you anything about what he's going to do. Well, and maybe they'd say that it doesn't tell you as much about the actual running back as all the circumstances around the running back, which I agree with. That's fine. But it's still an important stat. It really is. I, I don't know what to make of it. He's 29. He's not old. But he's so not 29 well. is old for a running back. I, I mean, it is, but I don't think it's an age where you just expect a guy to fall off a cliff. It, it is often. Is, is it? Yeah. I mean, we're not, it's, we're kind of seeing it with DeMarco Murray too, right? Could be, yeah. Same age. All right, I mean, well, we were we came into this year with McCoy and Murray, and basically our argument was, I think he has one more good year left. And maybe st- they had half a good year left. Do you still think Lashawn McCoy has a good year left? The, the, I think he'll finish strong. You think he will? Okay. Um, it's it's week ten, and, and wouldn't you know, fantasy owners might feel comfortable starting one of the top five wide receivers. Every week, maybe more, but Antonio Brown is a must-start every week. Here are the top five wide receivers in standard. Do you feel comfortable starting them every week? DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Yeah, I figured. Antonio Brown, yes. T.Y. Hilton. No. No. Tyreek Hill. Yes. Yeah. The craziest thing I've ever— This is even crazier than Hilton. Alshon Jeffrey is number five. Uh, no. Not in PPR though, but in standard, he's number five. So, what was your answer on, on Tyreek Hill? I'm sorry. Yes. He said yes, but it was with trepidation. Alright, so that means you feel kind no, of I'll, I'll race. say yes on Alshon too. At this point, I think, I think I will start Alshon every week. And the only reason that I, I would say that, cause he's been disappointing, but you, you gotta buy into the quarterback play. Like yeah. that's the reason the answer is no for Hilton. I, I Alex, guess, yeah. Alex Smith has played well, so you buy into what, you know, clearly Travis Kelsey's the, the main guy in the passing game, but the, the best receiver is Tyreek Hill. And with 
Wentz, you're starting to see a little, hopefully the separation of Jeffrey to Aguilar. The the only thing, and I I've I've defended Alshon Jeffrey and said he's a buy low candidate. The only thing that concerns me is he's got two games this year with more than four catches, and one of them was when Zach Ertz didn't play. It's hmm, interesting. Uh, it's certainly been it was also against Denver, though. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. All right, and uh, finally, it's Week Ten, guys, and wouldn't you know, Julio Jones and Michael Thomas have combined for three touchdowns. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, though, if your team's in good shape, you got to be encouraged because they could come in bunches. They could. Here's something interesting on Thomas. He scored nine touchdowns last year. He's not a he wasn't a big play guy in terms of touchdowns. Six of his nine touchdowns came from inside the 10. Four of his nine came from inside the five-yard line. And this year he has two touchdowns, and they are both from inside the five-yard line. And he's not getting red zone targets this year. Only six red zone targets, only two inside the 10. So it's partially because, you know, Drew Brees just isn't throwing as much. Um, it's pretty interesting, though. Like, Thomas is not – like, Julio Jones can get you six touchdowns of of, of 20 yards – I don't know that Thomas is that kind of guy. What do you think? You know, are, are we concerned that he won't even get to like five touchdowns this year, Michael no. Thomas? Nope. No. Okay. Um, let me see if I have some emails I can end the show with. Sorry, I'm skipping around so much. It's been uh, it's been a different show than I expected. Here's an email from a uh, tweet from Nathaniel. Would you trade DeAndre Hopkins for Devontae Freeman and Rex Burkhead? No. No. Here's from Scott. I got a trade offer. My Kelvin Benjamin for his Mike Evans in standard. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Is that definitely even with the Winston injury? Yeah. Yep. All right. This is from Josh in Charlestown. Charles, Charleston. Charleston. Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is basically like an older version of Winston. <laughs> yeah. Josh from Indiana. That's not fair. Not as good, but similar traits. Dear Chris, Brian, Teddy, and Lamar. Those are uh, Louisville quarterbacks, correct? Probably. Who's Chris? Uh, whatever. What are your thoughts on trade deadlines and fantasy leagues? When should the tra- when is a good idea to have a trade deadline? Week twelve. Yeah, I don't usually um, mess with it too much. You just use the auto setting. <laughs> so whatever. Whatever the auto setting is. Yeah, it's usually Thanksgiving. It's usually like right around week 12. Uh, Chris Redman. Chris Redman. Brian Braum. Brian Braum, right. So Thanksgiving week 12 or 13? Probably it's be week, It's probably be week 12. Alright, uh, this one is from Higgins. Dear Edgerin, Willis, Clinton, and Frank. Keith, you want to handle that one? Edgerin, Willis, Overrated Clinton, running backs? Uh, don't say that. Those are Canes. Uh, what's your drop-o-meter on Joe Mixon? Zero. Yeah, not, I'm not dropping him. And grade this trade. Give up Antonio Brown. Get Julio Jones and Marcus Mariota. Brown for Julio and Mariota. My quarterback is Jameis, and Josh McCown is on waivers. Yeah, I think I'd do that. I'd just go back to, to Mixon for a second, because we're going to get you know questions about Jordy and Aaron Jones and, and things like that. If you're dropping someone, who are you picking up? Mm. That That's always the question. Yeah. Because it's easy to just drop people that are playing well. I mean, I, I mean, you that, could you like, could drop you could drop Mixon for a stash like a Corey Davis or for like the wide receivers perfect. were interesting, the Robert Woods and the Cooper perfect. Cups. If, if 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 you're never gonna play Joe Mixon and you think that those guys are gonna help you, then then absolutely. But like, don't just drop these guys for second defenses and third quarter. But you know, I mean, it, it's got to be something that makes sense for your team. Mixon the last two weeks has has had a good enough game. Where if you have an injury at running back, you're gonna want Joe Mixon on your team. Oh yeah, I you mean know? like I I went into um into this week with not playing Mixon last week, thinking that Aaron Jones was gonna be you know decent uh for the next couple weeks, and I'm starting Joe Mixon again. Right. Uh, and this one's finally from Jacob. Should I offer to trade Nelson Aguilar for Mohamed Sanu? Uh, I'd rather have Sanu. Yeah. I guess. They're, they're very similar. Yes, they are very similar. One's playing this week. Guys, I'm, I'm very hungry. I'm gonna end this show and go make a sandwich.
in like a half hour. It's a little early for a sandwich. Have a great day. Oh, what do you mean? It's lunchtime. It's 10.23 a.m. Well, I think based on early. what you and Dave talked about last week, it's probably going to be a crappy sandwich. It is. It's going to be chicken salad on, on wheat bread. It's going to be pretty crappy. Do you know what he said his favorite sandwich was? What? Go ahead. It is. It's definitely my – it's ham and cheese. Oh, no. I'm sorry. You it, it, it absolutely should be your favorite sandwich. You said it, it's the best sandwich, though. I, I took it number one in the sandwich draft. I, I misinterpreted I, – I interpreted the sandwich draft a little differently. Like I went to kind of the basics, ham and cheese, peanut butter and jelly were my two, my first two picks. I didn't go fancy. That's pretty awful. I saw we got killed by a, a chef. Yeah, we did. And then I, he told well, me I, to have I, a, I'm going to say we loosely there because it you. Me. It was me. It was me. You I, and Dave. I, I accept. I'd probably me. just, I mean, to be honest, just take a bacon cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is not a sandwich. Cheeseburger is not a sandwich. It's absolutely a Burger's sandwich. Burger is not a sandwich. It's absolutely a sandwich. Hey, let's, let's come over to my house. Let's have some sandwiches. Nobody has a burger in that scenario. It's a sandwich. Oh God! Why are you guys so stupid? All right, we're out of here. But why are you why are we lumping me in with that? I didn't agree with that. Because of the Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you on Thursday. <laughs> See ya. Bye.